Sarah. Um, welcome back to Court Life Crisis. We have the weird food girls on today. Yay! Um, do you, each of you want to introduce yourselves? We can start with Jane. Sure. Uh, I'm Jane. You may have heard me previously on this podcast with my uh, Women in STEM episode. But yes, I'm back, and this time I'm talking about food. <laughs> my name's Haley, and I don't have the snazzy introduction that Jane did, but... I'm here and I'm a weird food girl. Yeah. I'm Maddie. I'm also a weird food girl. Um, yeah, I'm the third one of us here. Holland's not here. She's the fourth one of us. But I'll introduce her. Holland is also a weird food girl. <laughs> she was also on the podcast. Um, yeah. I don't know. How, yeah, a while ago. Yeah. And she talked about food. She did. Yeah, she did. In health. Yeah. Uh, pretty fun. Uh, so, can, can I explain your, like what you guys do, your Instagram, your blog. It's just for people who don't know. Weird Food Girls started out actually as the group chat name for our house. Nice. Because we all make weird food. We would make jokes about how we were always trying like new weird things in the kitchen. Like there would always be like almond soaking to make like homemade almond <laughs> milk or like weird new yeah food that we were trying. Um, and Hall got added in our roommate group chat somehow. Yes. It was Salad Week. Yes, it was oh, Salad we Week. We had a Salad Week one time, so now it says Weird Food Girls Salad Week Edition. She was only supposed to be in there for a week because we ate salads for lunch and dinner every day for a week. But, like, it wasn't, like, super strict. It was, like... I had pizza twice. Yeah, Haley had pizza <laughs> twice. <laughs> but it was just, like, a fun thing. It wasn't, like, a yeah. intense thing. And Holland did salad week with us, so she got added, and then she never left. And she's a weird food girl, too, so it worked out. Yeah, it was great. And then Maddie had the idea to change it into a blog. Oh, was your idea? Yeah, yeah, it was my idea. I don't know. I think, honestly, I think that I was having a crisis about not knowing what I wanted to do ever in life. Oh. I actually wrote grad announcements last night in, like, kind of as a joke, but I think I should print them <laughs> something to the effect of, like, I'm getting a degree, but I have no idea how I want to use it, and I have no career aspirations. Thanks for your support. <laughs> but, so I thought of it because I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but, like, I love like, my friends, and I also love food, and I'm getting a degree in nutrition, so, like, that works into yeah. it but it was just funny and we do a lot of this stuff naturally anyway yeah and now it's fun mm-hmm. that's really cool <laughs> that's it was fun weird. before too yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah com. it sounds like spawned out of maddie's quarter life crisis <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> big facts um how did everyone health journey start or like how, why did you guys all start choosing to eat a different way because you guys all eat way cleaner than most people I feel like yeah which is dope I love looking at all your pictures inspiring. <laughs> um I'll start so Jane speaking um <laughs> for me it started so when I was 17 um a senior in high school I was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome which is this like weird hormone slash metabolic thing um, chronic illness, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, so when I was diagnosed with that, I was put on birth control. Um, and that's about it. So then this year I decided I wanted to get off of birth control and my gynecologist told me to lose 20 pounds, which we're in the process of doing. And, um, that I couldn't really get off birth control. So then I ended up talking to Holland's mom actually, who told me to stop eating sugar 
stop eating dairy, um, and eat mostly like whole foods um, and plants. And so that was in October. And I'd already been eating pretty clean before that, um, just because I was like mindful of what I was eating and I was living with Maddie for the last year and she eats really clean and then <laughs> Haley moved in so like the three of us um so just like naturally by my surroundings but that's when I like really was strict and I wasn't eating any sugar mm-hmm. um and no dairy was there anything else I wasn't eating at that no gluten, gluten. yeah um and then I went and saw a naturopath and now I'm eating like pretty much the same thing but also no root vegetables which is kind of weird but that's interesting. My symptoms are going yeah. away. Why no That's, root vegetables? Um, is it's there... called the no amylose diet, and root vegetables. I can't have root vegetables or gluten, um, because they contain amylose, which is the building blocks of starch, and is supposed to somehow like hmm. reduce inflammation and like help my insulin resistance which is a piece of PCOS. So mm-hmm. it's like a good diet for like diabetic people, but yeah. I'm not diabetic, but yeah. Still works. Still works. <laughs> it's supposed to be like, she told me that it's like the detoxing diet for my liver or something. I don't know. Lots of words were shared in that <laughs> doctor's appointment, but yes, that's how my health journey started. Cool. How is um, like detoxing from sugar, basically like getting off sugar? Oh my gosh, it was so hard. Yeah. I've like you tried still- before and I don't no, it's like really hard. It's funny. It's so hard. I would have straight up sugar withdrawals, and oh all gosh. I would do is just lay in my bed Aww. and be like, "Don't do it. Like, just lay here. It's just your body, like, coming off of this addiction." Um, and there were like there was one day I remember I was at school and I was like, "I need sugar. I need it now. I need it." Oh and so I like went to um, there's like at U of A there's like a healthier food option at the union it's called enrich and they I just got like strawberry juice because they do like fresh pressed juice because I could have um berries and so I was like ah strawberry apple juice give it to me and I drank it and it like it didn't help but like this sweet sensation in my mouth like Mm -hmm. sometimes helps me feel like I'm getting the sugar but then my body is still like craving it and wants it even after I drink that so you can have natural sugars yeah I well to some degree I can have fruit and that's it I can't have like maple syrup or um coconut sugar or anything but I can have stevia and I can have um natural like fruits cool how about you Haley um my health journey kind of started Really more when I was in college. In growing up, my family didn't eat, like, super healthy or anything. We probably ate a standard American diet. My mom would try to get me to eat vegetables, but I, like, never did growing <laughs> up. Which is funny, because now I eat a ton of vegetables. Yeah. And she laughs about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in high school, food was really tied to self-worth for me. And high school is just rough that way. And difficult, I don't know, figuring out who you are and comparison and all those things so um it wasn't really until I came to college that I started to look at food as like a tool or more of like um I just didn't realize like how food made me feel so differently physically and then also emotionally I don't know I think it's both like food is yeah fuel but it's also like for feasting and for celebrating with friends and so kind of getting in that mindset of 
this is what I'm eating because it makes me feel good. It makes my body feel great. But then also having those times of like, this is fun. This is food with friends and hanging out and going to Chick-fil-A. And that's awesome too. Um, yeah. So it kind of started in college when I, I was vegetarian for a while. I don't know. Now I'm somewhere in the middle. Just eat food that makes me feel good. Cool. So, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Maddie. <laughs> my food journey kind of started when I was in high school. My mom got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and made some like really radical food changes. Um, and I, when that happened to her, I started being gluten free to be supportive, first of all, and then second of all, because since my mom has. MS, like, I have a lot higher chance of having it, which, like, there's still a good chance I don't, but just to have autoimmune diseases in your family, it's, like, smart to be a little bit cautious and aware. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started making changes, and then I think as, like, time went on, I got a little bit more educated on different things, and my mom was eating stricter than paleo. Paleo is when you do, like, no grains, no legumes, no sugar, no dairy. It's basically fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and meat, mm-hmm. and she still eats that way. She has for, like, seven years. Dang. Um, so I started to learn a lot about that and then just started to learn a lot about nutrition in general because I was doing research for her, and we were, like, trying to recreate healthy versions of food that we had, like, always loved and enjoyed as a family because, like Haley said, food sometimes is meant to be social and fun, yeah. and my mom actually, like, has a disease which is, like, why she eats a certain way and why she can't waver in that because the times that she has accidentally had something, um, she has noticed and, like, experienced symptoms from it. So that's when I really started experimenting with, like, healthy food and learning more about what different foods do for our bodies. Um, And then in college, I think when I was on my own, I really started making different choices about the way I ate, like, every single day. Yeah. And... I have, like, done everything. Well, I haven't done keto. I will never do keto. (laughs) Keto is bad for everyone, but I will never. Um, But I have been paleo for an extended period of time. I have been vegan. I think those are, like, the main two that I have done for, like, a big chunk. I was gluten-free for, like, a couple years. Um, But now I think I spent a lot of time, like, restricting myself, like, very strictly. And now I just kind of stick to, like, making sure that I'm getting like seven servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit a day and anything else on top of that is like (laughs) chilling and sometimes I don't do that it's a lot of food to eat seven Mm -hmm. servings of vegetables because a serving is a cup raw or half cup cooked yeah but that's what I aim for and then anything on top of that like I will eat an ice cream cone I will eat pizza I'll eat anything but I just make sure that I'm getting the things that I like Hmm. cool that's a good way of doing it yeah cool um, so you all have, like, really good and, like, valid reasons for adapting to the, like, healthy lifestyle, so mm-hmm. what would you say to someone who has never been interested or thought of just eating healthy food, like, people who just eat whatever they want and don't think about the health side of it? I would say that the changes are so... They go so much beyond, like, just what you're eating and how you're cooking. Like, it's how you feel, and it affects so many things in your body. Um, And energy levels, and, like, your skin clearing up, and 
like can actually heal like your gut and things like that and I think sometimes people just think of healthy food as like not bad for them when it's like actively good like it's actively Mm. healing you and making you better like your body so I think you're just doing yourself a favor in the long run and um it's also not like expensive or gross like we make great food we love delicious food and we wouldn't eat this way if we had to eat like spinach I mean I like spinach but if I just had to eat (laughs) plain spinach plain spinach like salads every day or whatever boring salads like we wouldn't eat this way so I think just knowing that it can be fun and enjoyable and you're doing yourself a favor yeah I would say that little changes can start making a big difference and like as you make little changes it becomes easier to add more changes because when something becomes normal then when you do something new it's not like oh I'm doing so many new things all at once um also even just with everything with my mom and other people that I've talked to I think that if you are eating really unhealthy and this isn't true for everyone because food food really does affect people differently yeah but like for my mom she was functioning at what she thought was normal and then when she changed the way she was eating she realized that she had like not felt well in like 10 or 15 years you know she had more energy she wasn't as tired like literally she realized that what she thought was normal was like sick yeah and that is like something kind of scary to wake up to is like when you get up every day like are you treating your body the best way so that you feel the best and can be your best so I think that's like definitely something to think about for sure yeah (laughs) that's so interesting that that happens yeah yeah I like experience not to the same level as Maddie's mom but when I started eating more vegetables and not no sugar like my energy levels like skyrocketed and I could like go all day and feel great and then like sleep well and wake up and feel great and I like found that I was not as tired as I had been like when I was eating sugar mm-hmm. another big thing that Haley mentioned is the skin if you have skin issues eat veggies eat lots of veggies <laughs> literally if I eat dairy I like will break out the next day guaranteed it's the most <laughs> annoying thing ever <laughs> and sometimes sugar but I like literally notice I've like tested it <laughs> and it's for sure what causes it yeah. Are you all three of you not doing sugar or you? Or I just, I eat sugar. Eat sugar. I eat sugar. Yeah. It's just me. Just, yeah. My sugar yes. intake is just like very rare. Like I yeah. eat sugar when it's like we're all going to get an ice cream cone and that's gonna be really mm-hmm. fun and social yeah. and a good time. I don't like buy sugar usually for mm-hmm. at home. I'll use like maple syrup or coconut sugar or dates. Cool. To do that, but yeah, mm-hmm. I just am like particular and I do it when I think that's like socially gonna be fun and like connecting yeah the other thing is I eat sugar probably more than either of you but the other thing is just like sugar's in so many things that you don't realize it's in like it's crazy it can be in like I don't know like salad dressing and um granola bars and so I think it's just double checking things like that that I've grown more conscious of but like also like a peanut butter cup because I like peanut butter and chocolate, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. It's a balance. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, like, that's my biggest thing, like, thinking about, okay, how can I, or why should I be interested in 
eating healthier or anything like that or what like how can I actively like make a small change that isn't going to drastically like change the way that I like live my life because I think to some degree like choosing to eat the way that like we eat it looks a lot different like you said than the way that a lot of people eat and in turn like we choose to spend time in the kitchen and cook because we like it but if you don't like cooking then like it could be a little bit harder Mm -hmm. but I would just say like my number one thing is look at the ingredients and avoid like hidden sugar in Every crack. Why? Why do you need to have sugar in your like Ritz crackers or something? You know what I mean. And just making, or like buy the sugar-free Heinz ketchup instead of the like one that has sugar because there's just they taste the same. Yeah, or like looking at the granola bars that you're buying because there's good granola bars that still have sugar, but like try and pick one that has four grams of sugar instead of thirteen grams of sugar because it's just. There's so much hidden sugar in the mm-hmm. food industry, especially the, like, packaged food industry, and it's, like, kind of disgusting. Yeah. yeah. That's I would, true. I would, like, caution with that. I think that you're right in that, like, we should avoid sugar, but also when you're just reading labels, like, there are artificial sweeteners that are going to be worse than sugar. Mm-hmm. And, like, artificial sweeteners, like, trick your brain and your body into thinking you're getting something sweet and getting fuel, and then you're not, and that's confusing. And so, like, less sugar is good, but, like, being cautious of, like, is this a really processed food that is going to have, like, a lot of chemically junk in it? Like, it might be better to just have the cane sugar in that mm-hmm. circumstance, mm-hmm. but, like, overall, like I said, I, like, pick and choose where my sugar comes from because I want an ice cream cone and not salad dressing that is packed full of sugar. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel inspired now to try to stop eating sugar. <laughs> Start going to Sprouts. <laughs> oh, we love Sprouts. I love Double piece. Odd Wednesday. <laughs> yes. I love it. Uh, what's like, we'll kind of end on this, I think, right? Yeah, good. Okay. Um, but what's the craziest thing that you guys have, like, realized after doing this? Actually, Evan's follow-up question, so that's first. (laughs) Okay, mine is in one of my classes. It's not even a nutrition class, but it's about health and, like, the United States healthcare, kind of. And we learned about the diabetes epidemic and all these things, but we learned about epigenetics, which is basically how your lifestyle can, like, actually affect the expression of your genes. Mm -hmm. And I think the craziest thing I've learned is just by making positive lifestyle choices and eating healthier you can change your epigenetics which will then like influence your children and your grandchildren and so on so like the choices that i'm making could affect other people Mm -hmm. in like a literal physical genetic way which is crazy and so cool Mm -hmm. and yeah literally wild (laughs) yeah it's really cool yeah um, I'm studying nutrition at the U of A, so I have, like, had a lot of nutrition classes, obviously. But what Haley said, um, just along with, like, a lot of things, literally what we're eating right now, like, affects the gut bacteria of our children. Like, what I eat today will oh. affect their, like, body and how it functions and the bacteria in their gut and whether it's, like, healthy Dang. or not healthy. Um 
But probably the craziest thing I've learned overall is just like how different, how like education affects the way you eat mm-hmm. and how industry influence affects the way you eat. And it's really, I like just wrote a paper on this, but it's really up to like personal responsibility to like educate yourself, but also to know like how your own body thrives and like what you need to do to feel your best. Um, there's a lot of information out there and not a lot of it's good. And like, there's a lot of claims made that aren't backed by, um, research. And so I think that's the craziest thing I've learned is just how much the consumer has to be aware of what is going to work for them and what is true and not true. And there's also like not true things that aren't going to be bad for you, but aren't going to like meet the claims that they say. I think that makes sense. The craziest thing I think I learned or experienced is how fun it can be to, like, create things in the kitchen that, like, taste good and are also make me feel good because so often I just am like, oh, I really want Chick-fil-A or I want a sandwich or something, like, on campus and I instead I, like, choose to go home and what I, like, make at home, I end up enjoying more than I would have enjoyed, like, the student union food that for some reason I, like, really wanted. Um, and just, like, the idea of being able to, me- like, mel- me- like mix all of these flavors together and have them, like, taste, like, you can make Brussels sprouts with um, coconut aminos and broccoli and, like, onion, and then you have, like, an Asian, like, feel or you can make Brussels sprouts like in the oven roasted with potatoes and have like chicken and it tastes completely different. And I think just like the versatility um, of food and the ability to like make it into different things and have it be fun and creative has been like the craziest thing I've learned. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. That is interesting. Um, My final question, unless Lauren has one, I kind of do know, (laughs) but you can go first. Go for it. Okay. Kind of like personal, but I think other people would also, I don't know, be helped by it. But when you're like, I have problems like having all the ingredients, like if I want to make something that's healthy and good, but I only like going to the grocery store like once a week, maybe twice, do you plan all your meals? ahead of time so you can buy all the ingredients or do you just buy all this healthy stuff and when you get home put it together and see what it makes does that make sense yes I kind of do the latter unless there's something that I like really want to make that's different otherwise I just am like oh brussels sprouts bell pepper mushrooms like I can use all this and then what happens when I get home is something different Um, but I also know that it's helpful to have like olive oil and I said coconut aminos before but it's like a soy sauce type thing I like having different sauces and spices on hand allow me to like bring home whatever vegetables and whatever groceries and make like random things I think for me it was definitely like a learning process I think in the beginning if you are not used to having like a refrigerator full of vegetables it's Mm -hmm. definitely healthy to look up a recipe that you think that you'll like and make it mm-hmm. and see if like you would want that to be like 
a staple, I guess, because yeah. there are things that I always buy at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll buy, like, new things to, like, throw into something or experiment. But, like, for example, I, like, learned that I love to make a lot of curry. And so I now I can go to the grocery store and buy, like, whatever vegetables I want. And I know I have curry paste at home and I have coconut milk at home. And that that is, like, quick and easy. But before that I knew how to make curry and knew that I liked to make curry, I, like, would have needed more guidance to not waste my money and waste food. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's definitely trial and error of what you like. Because then once you know what you like, you can kind of be, like, more of a Mm free-for-all. But I certainly don't plan my meals. Yeah. (laughs) I would go... I, like, have had issue, like, controlling my food too much. (laughs) And... Like, in a very, uh, very unhealthy mm-hmm. way. And, like, that just is not a good route mm-hmm. for me. I think yeah. it works. Meal planning works great for some people. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, would I think too much about it if I do that. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't meal plan either, except... Sometimes you'll see in the recipe I want to try kind of like what Jane and Maddie were saying. And then, like, buy the ingredients for that specifically. But most of the time... I just, yeah, agree with what Maddie said. Like, I know what I like. I know, like, I have some basics that I can always make. And so I stick to those. Unless I want to try a new fun thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you asked that, that question, too. I have a problem with, like, waste, like buying too much food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do that, hard. too. Because I, I have like, that will buy vegetables and then I won't eat them. Yeah. It's and then they're just sad. It's like, yeah. I go to the grocery <laughs> store, like, more than once a week, too. Like, I love the grocery store, but it gets so annoying. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. You can't again. see my facial expression, but there was an eye roll there. <laughs> Good thing you can't see. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, my question was like, what's the favorite? What's your favorite dish that you've made recently? Mm. Okay, I just talked a lot about curry. But yeah. There's this curry paste that is literally the only curry paste that anyone should ever buy. They use it at the Thai restaurant I work at. And it's, like, very upscale and good. But um, I forget what it's called. But I got it at the Asian grocery store on Orange Grove and LaToya, I think. But I didn't know they had it there, and they have it. And it's, like, such great news. I found it yesterday. So then I made curry last night with that curry paste and a lot of vegetables and rice. And it was good. It was really good. I had I some. Eat it. I love curry. I, just, I love curry so much. And the curry paste makes it so easy. You literally so just easy. dump it in there with coconut milk and then throw whatever you want in. And yes. it is. It's really easy. And so cheap. It's good. Wow. Yeah, that's my that's my thing. This I made this a while ago, but I made a pesto that was delicious. And my boyfriend is allergic to like a bunch of nuts, so typical pesto I can't make because it's got either cashews or pine nuts or something in it. So, I don't even remember what we used in place of it, but it was delicious pesto. I think that was my favorite. I just made pesto with sunflower seeds and carrot tops, and it was good. Carrot tops? Yeah, carrot tops kind of taste like parsley. I used half carrot tops, half basil, because I love basil pesto. Interesting. Yeah, I got them from the farm that I interned at. She (laughs) interns at a farm. That's so cool. (laughs) That is really cool. I don't do farm work. I teach elementary school kids on field trips about f- nutrition. It's great. That's fun. Yeah, that's so cool. It's like a really cool job. Yeah, it's a good time. Well, I can't think of a lot of the things that I make, but one of the ones I remember that I recently made was, so I used this paleo pancake mix, um, and then I had, I was making the pancake mix, and then I said, 
oh, I have lemons. Like, that could be good. And I was like, oh, I have frozen blueberries. That could be good. And so I made these, like, Meyer. They were Meyer lemons, which are, like, sweeter than normal lemons. So I made these Meyer lemon blueberry pancakes, and they were really good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Do you have a good paleo pancake mix? Bruchbenders? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sell it at Costco. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys so much for coming on. And yeah, it was fun. Us. We're inspired. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. What am I having for lunch now? <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Um, we're just gonna do our normal outro real quick. Yeah. And cool. Then we'll be done. Um, so you can follow us on our Instagram at podcast.qlc, and we also have a Facebook page which is Quarter Life Crisis. So follow, like send us your questions and concerns and then also go follow the weird food girls yeah um they have a pretty cool instagram is it just at at weird, weird food, food girls? girls and then and a blog uh, yeah www.weirdfoodgirls.com yeah go Easy. check out some recipes be inspired yeah yeah i recommend <laughs> i love seeing their pictures <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening bye, bye.